Blog Talk Radio. afternoon to you today. God bless you. I pray that all is well wherever you may be hearing the sound of my voice. It is always an excellent day to be alive in the kingdom of God. Welcome to the It's Real Radio talk show. I am your host, Elder Coilette James, and as always, it is a pleasure and an honor to meet you in the airwaves. We give God all the praise, the glory, and the honor for another day of life. Hallelujah. No matter what you may have been going through, what struggles may be in your life, God has seen fit to bless you with another day of life. So therefore, you yet have a work to do for him. So to him be all the glory on this glorious afternoon. And I'd like to say a hearty welcome and God bless you to my beautiful co-host, Miss Tanya Roberts. How are you today, my love? Hey, beautiful. I am feeling good like yourself. It's an overcast day down here, but it's beautiful. And God woke us up this morning. And I'm just really saying that for real. It's, um, mm-hmm. I just love the season. A little warmer days, but it's getting cooler. I love cooler. Mm-hmm. So I just mm-hmm. thank God for it. every moment of it. <laughs> so tell me. Tell me what's going on. What are we going to talk about today? You know what? I wanted to talk about integrity today, but with a little spin on it. I wanted to talk about whether or not you are integral with your judgment of others. You know, we are often quick to point a finger and point out all of the the wrongdoings of other people and um, their shortcomings and what they did to you and all of those things. But are we integral with what we are accusing our brethren of, number one, and number two, in the manner in which we judge them? Because integrity is a thing that has to span every area of our lives. We have to have character in what we do because in all that we do, we are representing the spirit and the the kingdom of God. So if we don't have that spirit of God within us as we judge others, sometimes we're we're not integral in what we do. And we know that integrity um, is a higher standard. Integrity is doing it, you know, um, in a honest manner, um, in a manner which, you know, it, it, it exemplifies or it, it is a spirit of excellence that says that what all I do, I do unto God. So if we're judging others and we're pointing fingers at others, are we doing that unto God? Is it really a righteous indignation or is it just us being messy or being picky or wanting to point out the flaws of someone else to try and make ourselves look good? So that, that's, that's what I want to talk about today. What do you think? Um, my mouth is hanging open because I think I not just think I really truly feel that that's a powerful topic because since I'm glad you brought it up, it was something I've literally been praying about and and just asking the Lord to search my heart more and show me myself mm-hmm. and let me know where I'm going wrong 
Because sometimes we we were Christ and we doing things, but we don't realize that we slip up. We make mistakes a lot of times. So yes. I've been really struggling with that. And, you know, it's amazing because when the, I, I just want to speak out for me, not nobody else, but it seems like when the, when the Lord bless you with that spirit of discernment, we're so quick to be between discernment and ourselves. And it is so mm-hmm. easy to do it. And we're not discerning, but it's how we feel about the situation, not how God feels about yes. the situation. Yeah. So yes. I'm going to put myself out there first to say that I was one of those. And I ask God, I repent and ask God to forgive me and show me better. Because, see, we get so crossed up to say I, 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 it's something in my spirit is telling me something about that person. Why don't you just go ahead mm. and say it's something about that don't like that person or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it a lot, mm-hmm. but but doing it is just doing it, period. I tell people, it doesn't matter. Right. There's no such thing as a little lie, Grandma. I'm going to say in a big lie, a lie is a lie. Hey. You know what I'm saying? If God a lie is a lie. Child, you're going yes, to hell. You know, that's what we always get yes, told. So, so mm-hmm. let me just put it out there like that. It didn't matter if I did it a little bit or a lot. I, I didn't want to be one of those when I went to church. You know, I was feeling the sort of kind of way. Look at that sister. And looking upside my head, mm-hmm. and I can see her looking upside my mm-hmm. head. But you know what? The Lord had to say to me, for you to say something like that, what you doing? Where are you at that mm. you're not up in the spirit, that you're paying mm. attention to that? Yeah. And your soul, you, yes. nothing, your fl- nothing should have went there, but your flesh went there. See, as my dad say, mm-hmm. how you know they looking at you? Unless you was looking over there at them, at, at, over there at them. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, let's just keep it real. Though, though, some mm-hmm. people can stare you up and down so hard, you can't help but to look because you feel it. You just feel it all over you. Right. So right. I'm going to turn it over to you, but I'm going to put myself out there to say, please, somebody call in. Or if you're listening, I pray in the name of Jesus that you understand that this is real. We're dealing with subjects and issues on the everyday that we go through, whether we love Christ or not. And that's one of the yes. things when you said about that, about integrity, about others. I didn't realize. Because I, I love people, but I didn't realize how quick I was to judge people. And because somebody mm. may drink or you look in down the, you driving down the street in your Mercedes and you see somebody homeless and they look like they tweaked out, you don't know their story or All their right. situation. All right. And I believe this in my heart. Don't think that you're going to make it to heaven any faster than they will because you'll bust hell Thank wide you. open probably before they will. So, you Thank know, I'm you. a person of like this. When you tell somebody you're going to do something, that's integrity. Do it. Mm-hmm. Don't keep saying mm-hmm. you're going to do something Because see that was me too mm-hmm. I'm going to do it and I meant it And I got caught up And I get caught up with saying it mm-hmm. so much That I ain't doing nothing mm-hmm. That's not integrity mm-hmm. So I'm going to turn exactly. it over to you sis And then you tell me how you feel about it Well you know I mean You have spoke volumes Seriously you you have definitely Spoke volumes in all that you have said And you you've brought out Exactly um, what I want to talk about because here, here's the key, and I have found this to be true in my life. Just like you put yourself out there, let me put myself out there. The moment I start talking about somebody else and their shortcomings and what they're not doing right, God will flip the script on me in a heartbeat and show me me. Okay? It's like, and I've seen it time and time again in my own life. I've seen it on my job where people are so quick to point fingers at other people so that they can build themselves up and this person is always making mistakes but look at me, I am so great but you make more mistakes than the person you point out. So it's like you know, where is the integrity? Now hear me in this because I'm talking to the believers today. I'm talking about the children of the most high God, the saints, not the ain'ts, but the saints. Those of us that are walking around on our high horse, swearing up and down that, you know, we are the epitome of God's faithful ones, okay? And yet and still we're walking around with a judgmental spirit and pointing fingers at everybody else. Where's the integrity in that? Where is the integrity in that? There is a saying, and it goes like this, people that live in glass houses should not throw rocks. People that live in glass houses should not throw rocks. It is like Christ down writing in the sand saying, he who is without sin cast the first stone. And everybody one by one started dropping their stones. Why? Because there was not one among them that didn't have sin in them. 
the very one that didn't have sin was the one saying, you know, okay, well, hey, y'all all of that, you so good, you big. So the very those of you that, you know, have no sin in your life, you cast that first stone. He was the only one there that could have thrown a rock. But when he looked up and everybody was gone, what he said to the woman was, where are thy accusers? And she was like, there are none, Lord. And he said, neither do I judge you. Go and sin no more. That was a powerful lesson that we all should take to heart, okay? While we're running around here thinking our stuff don't stink, okay, and we are just the epitome of the perfect child of God, God is going, really? Need and we need you guys, see, because... God has thrown our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. So he is not counting our sins against us, but I promise you he will show you your actions. Okay? He will show you your actions. Remember this, on the day of judgment, because we've been redeemed from the law of sin and death, he does not judge us according to our sin. What does he judge us by? Our works, our actions. That Amen. He judged on. We need Amen. to get a handle on it, sis. Amen. We need to get a handle on it. Amen. That's you know what? You spoke volume because you're speaking something now. I believe we ouch. We're stepping on somebody's toes. And I believe we're mm. stepping on a lot of toes right now. And that's what we need to do is step on toes because unless you yes. slam your hand in the door. You're going to keep putting your hand in the door the same way all the time. Girl, for real. You know, yes. right. you know what I'm saying? Yes. So I'm glad. Mm-hmm. I want to be checked because what the Lord is keep telling me over and over, I don't know about nobody else, but he, he keeps saying to me, Tanya, you keep forgetting where you came from. Seek ye the kingdom of God mm. first and all his righteousness. See, because I've had it where I've done it fast. I've had it where God has blessed me. I've had it all those kind of different ways. But I realized that every time, I didn't understand why I have to keep repeating the same process. It's because I keep getting the main things wrong. So mm. when I say the main things wrong, meaning I told my husband, I said, you know what's amazing? He gave me a contentious daughter, and he gave me an awesome husband. And the reason why I'm saying it like that is this. I used to look at my husband, and every time I used to go, man, if you don't stop playing with me, is this man really serious? I'll turn around and do the same thing. <laughs> I'm saying I remember one time he dropped something on the comforter. I was like, I can't believe you did that. But I promise you, it couldn't have been a day later. I I tumbled over a whole plate of spaghetti or something on the comforter. He never said nothing to me. But I said to him, I know what you're saying. You saying, man, I'm glad (laughs) it's not me. And he laughed. He laughed so hard. He said, you are right. You must be reading minds because I did say that. But what I'm saying (sighs) to you is, even with my daughter, the things she's doing now, I don't understand it. I don't like it. I don't anything. But now I'm starting to get to the point where instead of putting my mouth and saying, I can't believe you and God going to get you because I was, because that was me, Mom. But I don't know how God Mm -hmm. chooses to handle her. How about I leave that up Mm -hmm. to him and keep loving her like he commanded me to do? He didn't tell me to be a fool now. Mothers, I'm telling somebody. He didn't tell me to be a fool, but he told me to love her because he did Mm. the same for me over and over yes. and over again. So maybe That's everybody it. don't understand because I didn't. If everybody remember, two years I've been talking about my daughter and her spirit. But now I'm letting go and letting God. And I'm not judging that spirit mm-hmm. anymore. Know what I said? Know what the Lord told me? Every time you speak out, you don't realize you're speaking out against your child. You, you wow. press me to bless it, but your mouth is cursing it. Which one do you want? Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, woo, blow me back. So I'm keeping it real with you guys today. Mm-hmm. This is very mm-hmm. important to search your inner self right now. The hardest person to My see. Lord. And we said it over and over again. Michael Jackson said, look at the man in the mirror. You yes. know, I didn't get that song for a long time because I thought, I didn't look, know what I'm going to look at the man in the mirror for. I'm fine in every way. We do think that. Mm. Because I was mm. going to church all the time. Every time the church door opened, I was breaking it down. I went to revivals. I did everything. I didn't talk mm. about people. I thought I loved people. But I didn't realize I still had some things that had to be dealt with in my spirit. Yes, sis. 
You know what I'm saying? And you know what? You're right. Yes, ma'am. You know what? The very things that hurt me because the very people. See, I thought when I went to church, I'm going to tell y'all, when I was a little girl, this high view church, I thought it was people that loved you in there. I thought that when you were sick and people had problems, you could go to church <laughs> and there was somebody in there that was going to work it out for you. I thought that Ooh, people would be praying for you. People meant you good. People wouldn't talk about you. I did. I thought, you know what I'm saying? If you're sick, they come see you. I thought if you're hungry, they'll feed you. I thought if I did that, the same people would do the same thing. But let me say this to you. It's not that way anymore. It's so amazing because we get to a certain pivot in place in our lives because we make finances. That's the only thing that makes you different than me. It may be your finances because that doesn't Mm -hmm. define or determine who you are if you have your what yeah. they say, if you, what the word of God said, you trust in your chariots and your horses. My Lord. But I heard a man say something, sis. One day it was Lent. This is a while back. It was Lent. And he came up to my line and I said, what you giving up for Lent? He said, well, you know what, Tanya? I've given up alcohol before drinking. I've given up blah, 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 this, blah, blah, that. He said, but this time I asked the Lord for something different. I want to give up judging people. Mm. I stopped in my tracks. Wow. Wow. I said, excuse me? He said, judging others. We don't mm. realize it. It can be in traffic. It can be, uh, please hear me. It can be where on your job. It can be wherever you are. Look at her. I know mm-hmm. damn well she didn't come out of the house looking like that. Mm. You know what I'm trying to say? Instead of you going over Absolutely. there or maybe offering some help. Sis, anytime you need me, you know what I'm saying, to go get a job. Well, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know people don't mm-hmm. flow like mm-hmm. that anymore. It don't make sense to do stuff like that anymore. But I do it still. Instead of talking but, but about see, somebody, that, go ahead, it sis. It may not make sense in the natural for you to do that, but it makes perfect sense in the spiritual because that is what God has called us to do. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. So if I am my brother's keeper, then that says that I'm going to be my brother's covering as well. So if I'm going to cover him or her, my brethren, or so brethren and sisterin, you know, if I am going to cover them, then I am not going to sit in judgment and point fingers at them. Can I get disappointed by them? Absolutely. Can there be dissension between us sometimes? But what am I going to do when that occurs? I am going to sit down and talk to them so that I can clear the air of whatever the issue is so that I'm not harboring ill feelings in my heart, so that I'm not pointing a finger, and so that I can get to the bottom of what the problem is. 90% of the time when we judge other people, we have no idea why they have done what they've done. We don't know their story. We don't know what they've been through. That's powerful. That's powerful. Truth. That's powerful. That is, you know what, that is so powerful. And I'm going to tell you something. I, I, I talk to so many people when I'm on my job because it's what I do. And it's amazing. You're absolutely right. When people start telling you their story, your mouth will mm-hmm. hang open. Because mm-hmm. you probably mm-hmm. looked at them and thought they had an attitude or looked at them and thought something was wrong. Why do you got to look all like that? You don't know what they yes, did. Ma'am. You don't know their, their hurt. And, you know, we get so caught up, sis, in our own hurt because I was one of those kind of people. You get so caught up in your own hurt, licking your own wounds, you forget other people got mm. wounds too. Other people got pain yes, and hurt too. Ma'am. You can't expect to yes, be the only ma'am. one to have it. And you want everybody to pray mm. for you. But you don't want nobody to pray mm. for nobody else because mm. it's all about you. My God. Well, you know what I love that I'm starting to learn? It ain't all about me. It's all mm. about if you're a child of God, it's never about you. It's about doing what mm. God called you to do. So therefore, it's about like you're saying. We are so quick. To say I'm not my brother's keeper, but we are. Right. Yeah. But but I'll say yes. again, that's where you got to get close with God because you got to be careful. Because yes, there are people that will use you. Yes, there are people mm-hmm. who will use you, look in your face, and talk about you like a dog. That's just the way it is. You got to keep praying for their spirits because they're out there. 
You got people that look at you and act like they wish you well, and they go home praying against you that you don't get that promotion girl, or praying against you that something girl. happened to you or praying against you. Joe Finder, girl, I'm going to be praying for you, and, Lord, I pray she don't mm. get that blessing. She don't deserve that. Mm. Well, guess what they just mm. did? They just cursed you. You don't even realize it. See, that's why you got to pray for those that spitefully use you and the Bible say and talk mm. about you even when you don't want to. See, that's what I tell people at work. They say, do you know she talked about you? I'm going to tell you what I said. I want you to go back and take something. Because, see, the same dogs that bring a bone to take one, too. But I want you to go back mm. and I want you to tell them this. I'm the same one at 4 o'clock in the morning when the Lord wakes me up, I'm praying for them. I'm the same one praying mm. for their soul. So you better be careful about a person that's praying for you. That's mm. all I'm saying. Baby, that's real. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Mm-mm. And I'm so glad I'm not, Mm-mm. sis. I'm so glad I'm not. Hmm. Hmm. Listen, I, I, this is one of the reasons why I take compliments with a grain of salt, to be honest with you, because I, I've had too many people get sing praises, and the moment you walk away, they done said something derogatory about you before you can even round the corner. You know what I'm saying? So all that, you're so wonderful, you this, you're that, what an awesome word, all that stuff. <clears throat> mm-hmm, thank you. And I, I don't, I, I'm going to be honest, very rarely do I take it to heart. And there's a reason for that, because I know people are not integral in what they say. 90% of the time, I have found they have ulterior motives, especially if they blow smoke up your butt too much. And I've said that before. It's like, okay, an occasional compliment, it may be from the heart. They might really, really mean what they're saying. But somebody that on a daily basis always how great and wonderful you are, <laughs> unless it's your spouse who is who need who is supposed to compliment you. Let me clarify that. But you know, just Jobo off the street or off your job or whatever, you'd be like, hmm, yeah, okay. I, I like this, and and most of um, those that work with me know this. I will tell you in a heartbeat. I'm gonna call you on the carpet if you do something wrong. I'm gonna tell you what you did wrong. I'm not going to tell you what you did wrong to try to tear you down. I'm going to tell you what you did wrong so that we can correct it and try to build you up. Likewise, if you do something correctly or above um, the norm, I'm going to tell you that too because I want there to be balance. So I'm not just that person that will tell you when something's wrong. I'm going to also tell you when you do something good, okay? And when I do that, I really mean it from my heart. And there are people that I work with that, Trust me, in any other situation or circumstance, we probably wouldn't even say two words to each other. But because there's a work environment, you know, then, hey, and I happen to be the office manager, I have to keep a decorum of professionalism at all times. And I can't treat you according to my feelings towards you. It has got to be first and foremost under God and secondly in a professional manner. So I keep it on the up and up like that. Okay, but at the same time, I have to get God's credit because he even has to correct my heart feelings and my heart emotions at times. So I know that I am not perfect. I promise you, God has a way to keep you humble. It's like Luke going to him three times and asking, could that cup be removed? And him saying, my grace is sufficient? No, you know, uh, yes. My grace is sufficient. I'm sorry, um, not Luke, but Paul. My grace is sufficient. It's sufficient to see you. It was Luke, actually. It is it's sufficient, you know, to see you through what it is you're going through, to see what you're walking through. If you handle it correctly, it will keep you humble before me because you know you can't walk it without me. You cannot walk it without me. So when we get caught up, this is why God resists the proud. He cannot stand one that has a haughty spirit, one that thinks that they are all that in a bag of chips and they do nothing wrong, that they are this perfect individual, and, you know, and they have that air of arrogance. He resists that. He resists the proud. Why? Why? Because he knows everything there is to know about you. And therefore, he knows, whoa, if you slow your roll just a minute, and as you said, Tanya, look at the man in the mirror, you're going to back that up. You're going to seriously back that thing up. So we've got to get to that place 
where we have to be integral in our judgment. And if if we're integral in our judgment, it will absolutely cause us to walk also in a spirit of forgiveness. As I was pondering this this discussion in my heart and in my mind, one of the things that God brought to my, my heart was how we judge each other in marriage and how one person can mess up. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt. You might be betrayed. There might be infidelity in the marriage, whatever. But that other person, that injured person, will all of a sudden judge the person that has done the wrong in such a harsh manner that they're unable to receive the healing of God for their heart and to be able to forgive that individual. That is not integrity. I have to say that. That is not integrity because we, again, have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So if we're in a situation where you may have every right in the world, okay, to feel what you feel, simply because this person has betrayed you, this person has hurt you. But if you hold on to that and allow it to become bitterness and allow you to judge that person in such a harsh manner that you cannot forgive, and so therefore now you have separation and divorce in your relationship, when God was trying to get you past that so that he could bless you in that, you have missed your blessings. You missed your blessing. And we walk through that in relationships. We walk through that in in partnerships and business and different things where, you know, we just can't forgive. Now, you have to be prayerful. I Please hear me. Be prayerful. God, what, what are you saying to me in this situation? I always think about that when, when people when are in marital crisis and, well, what would you do? You know, and this is what I'm going through. I, I'm always very cautious. Please don't just go on what I would do. What would God have you do in the midst of it? Because, see, two people can be in the same similar situation in their marriage where God will, will allow separation in, on one hand and tell the other person, no, you've got to walk this thing out. You've got to walk this out. So it's always important, What God, what are you saying to me? In this situation, and it's like that in everything. In on if you're in on your job, and you know we've talked about this before as well. That very person that seems to ride your last nerve is normally that person that God has assigned to you. Number one, to pray for. Number two, to possibly mentor or to be that one to show unconditional love, the love of God, so that you can help them through their hurt and their pain. Because I promise you. If you find someone that's always bitter, always nasty, always has something bad to say about people, they have an internal pain that they're going through that they may not have even recognized. But that is what is causing them to be as embittered as they are and to judge and to say what they do. And, again, you don't know where that person has come from. So all you see is the surface, and all you can think of is what a horrible person this is when really God placed you there to show that person the love of God to heal that hurt and that pain and to turn that nasty spirit around to that of love. we got to be really, really careful in our judgment, and that that's the gist of what we wanted to talk about today, basically just, you know, where is your integrity? How are you representing the love of God in the lives of other people? How are you doing that? Because if you look at your life, I guarantee you will see how he has represented his love towards you. I'm going to let you share, sis. You've come, you've left me. I'm blessed by everything that you're saying as well. And you're absolutely right. I have to deal with it every day on my job. Um, We have a young man on my job, and I know that he has a special autism. And I hear people say things. I can't believe the stuff that I hear people say. And the only reason why, because I'm like, I know Ray Charles can see that something's wrong. But why this Mm -hmm. man, this young man, his heart is real when he does something for you. There's nothing in there, he, a number or whatever, he can't do. But, you know, one day I say, instead of people talking about it, why don't people do something about it? 
So yesterday we were at work and one of the young men said he bought some shirts for him because, you know, he has a trouble sometimes. His shirts are too small, so his stomach hangs out, you know, showing all his mm-hmm. little goodies. And mm-hmm. so this other young man went and bought, purchased him some shirts. He said, I figured mm-hmm. instead of saying something about him, why don't I do something about it? I Amen. Just, you know, hope he, I hope he likes them. And, you know, I had to tell people what he had done because that excited me. And this is what I tell everybody before I start, because oh, now I have to work as a supervisor. I pull everybody together and say, I can't do this without you. And I hope that you feel like you can't do this without me. Now, there's certain mm-hmm. things we need every day, and this is what I need of you, just like you expect to need something of me. I talk mm-hmm. to people like they have sense, and that's the same way I want people to talk to me. Right. Period. That's the way that, you know what I'm saying? I try to treat people now. Mm-hmm how I want to be treated. I promise you I do. Amen. I always have, but sometime I've gotten off track, and my husband has mm-hmm. to show me that. You know what I'm saying? Because at first I had my little thing going on in my head about being married. So I know I was talking to my husband in, in, in all kinds of sort of ways. And then mm-hmm. finally he had to say, hold up a minute. Who are you talking to? Talking to you? You ain't talking to me like that. Because as much mm-hmm. as I love you, I'm not going to sit back and watch you talk to me like that. Now, let me I say know, something to right. you. There is integrity, integrity of others and integrity of yourself. You don't have to sit back and watch nobody talk to you like a fool because you love God. Mm-hmm. Because you're a praying woman mm-hmm. and you want to be a woman of valor and mercy and grace. I think that's good and all. And I'm like my sister. Mm-hmm. I, I, but I might have to pray a little bit longer about infidelity. Because I'm going to tell you, when I got married, I'm going to tell you what I told my husband. I could take a lot of things. But don't lie to me and don't cheat on me. Now, those are two things I'm asking mm-hmm. God. Please don't let me know. I don't want no. Because my sister will tell you, I was married before, and when he cheated on me, I promise you by the time he came back home from work, everybody, the man next door said, I thought y'all was moving. How about that one? I left him with one bag of peanut, <laughs> uh, one, one jar of peanut butter and one bag of popcorn in the cupboard. Now, I'm going to tell you, I was younger then. I was angry, and mm-hmm. I felt all sorts of ways. But now let me tell you guys something. I was so angry and so embittered by what he had done. I had locked him out the room and treated him like crap. But see, I didn't, wasn't meaning to treat him like crap. I did it because I was angry and hurt. How could you? And then you looked in my mm-hmm. face every day like you loved me. Mm-hmm. And this is what you've mm-hmm. done. I bring this up because I'm going to tell you this. I was laying in bed talking to my godmother on the phone. God rest her soul in heaven. And she said, you're going to have to get that out of you. You got to get that business. I said, I ain't getting nothing out of me. I'm going to make him pay for everything that he's done. She said, if you don't, let me tell y'all something. I, I said, what? I rolled over and I heard something snap like a tree limb. And that was my body for some reason. Something happened where if I had even took a deep breath, I felt like I was going to die. Well, let me mm. say something to you. My godmother came over and prayed for me. She told my husband at the time to come get her. And she came back to pray for me and told me this. That's a luxury you can't afford, baby. And if you don't let go of all that anger and that hurt, and that hurt, you're going to die just like that. Well, I heard her mm-hmm. words, and I believed it. And I had to repent a prayer and ask God to forgive me. Well, let me say this. Mm-hmm. My sister's not telling y'all that you're supposed to just, oh, butter, Betty Crocker, I love you. It's all good. Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. but what she's saying is, Go before the Father like you always do. Go before your needs in exactly. prayer. You might have to take a little time. Yes. You might have to go to marriage yes. counseling. You may have to do something. Mm. But even if you don't want to want them back, him or her, that doesn't say you have to take them back. But even when you move on and you see them in the streets, and they may need a glass of water and something to eat, notice your spirit is at will with God and yourself that you can do it. Do you see what I'm Amen. saying? That you can do it. That's when you know that you've moved yes. on. That's when you know that mm. you've moved on. But to still 10 years down the line, I just can't stand him. Why? Man dead. You still hating him? Okay. <laughs> the people that died are moving on. You still hating him? You still so mad at him? Girl, that's so real. Do that you know so that real. they said something to Hatfields and the McCoys? Do you know that there was a real feud between them? An old cowboy yeah. story? Do you know that when it all came down from it 200 years later, Nobody knew why they were feuding. Hmm. 
Why are you still mm-hmm. feuding in your soul? And I'm done. I'm going to let you have mm-hmm. it now, sis. Mm-mm-mm-mm. That is so, so real. So, so real. And you're holding on to that bitterness, you know, because of your lack of integrity of judgment. I'm so serious. And like, like Tanya just said, you know, I, I've been there. I have been through that bitterness. I have been through, I have been through, you okay, been there. But I had to hear the voice of God and be led of the Holy Spirit in my actions. And, and I'm, I'm, I said I had to take that brother back. Well, I divorced the man, okay? So I'm going to be real integral with what I'm saying to you. Now, two and a half years later, I did have to take him back and remarry him because that was the will of God for my life. But you've got to hear from God from your, for yourself, okay? And we have to in our judgment. And and here's the other thing that I had to come to grips with, and I've shared this on a show before, is that, you know, the word is really clear. You reap what you sow. So I had, I may have not been um, one that was um, unfaithful husband, but that doesn't mean that I had not participated in adulterous affairs prior to me marrying my husband, okay? So I was the other woman, and what I was getting was a taste of what I had given. My integrity, I had to recognize, and I have a God-honest truth. I fell to the floor, and all I could say to God was, if I made anybody feel the pain that I am feeling right now, I am so sorry. I had to it wasn't about what was me and how could he do this to me and yada, yada, yada. That was not my testimony. My testimony was I knew categorically I was reaping what I had sowed. I knew that. You better come on. I knew that. Amen. It didn't make me feel any better about it. It didn't make the pain hurt. was caused me to have enough integrity about who I was to go to God and ask forgiveness for what I had done and not just, you know, it was not just about that brother and what he did because, again, you know, he who is without sin cast that first stone, okay? So, you know, it, it even though, like I said, God had to come in and heal my heart of the hurt that I experienced I had to recognize and understand that pain I was feeling was real, and it was a taste of what I had dished out to somebody else, a couple of somebody's, to be honest with you. So, you know, we have to be honest with ourselves, even in our judgment of ourselves. Now, you know, when we talk about judging other people and how we look at them and what we say about them, but, you know, let's be honest in our integrity of how we judge ourselves. What have you done? Amen. What is there Amen. that you know you've been forgiven of and thank God for his forgiveness, but, you know, don't sit back. I, I promise you this was years ago, but God had to, had to grab me one day. I'm driving down the street. Actually, it was on to deliver the word that morning. I was, I think I was living in Tennessee at the time, but I was in Las Vegas, and I was on to minister the word at Bethany that morning. And so it was my husband and my family, and we were driving on our way to church, and I saw this young lady walking down the street, and she had on very, very scantily dressed, let me put it that way. Um, and I said to myself, and I think I said it out loud in the car, to be honest with you, like she knows she needs to go someplace and put some clothes on. And I promise, just as I said that about that young lady, the Lord flashed right in front of my face how I used to dress. And it was like, oop. <laughs> it's like, how dare you? How dare you put your mouth on her? She has not come to know me as you have. But remember when? Remember when you used to look just like that? So how dare you put your mouth on one of my children? Because, you, again, people, we never know who we're talking about when we're putting out there, when we're putting stuff out there. You better come on. You better come on. You don't know Amen. who you're talking about. You don't know Say who it, you're sir. talking about. You don't know. The plans of God for your life were well established before you even stepped foot on this planet. So, you know, the same way God already knew that he was going to use me and my life to his glory, even when I was out there wilding, 
okay, and doing all manner of things and wrongdoing, he still already had his plan in place for who I was going to be. And it's like that for the other people. So the people that you're looking at and you're prejudging, you don't know. Their names could be right next to yours in the Lamb's Book of Life. They just have not transcended to where you are yet. So you need to watch yourself before you wreck yourself. I'm going to put it out there just like that. Before we sit up and pointing fingers at everybody else, you better recognize, oh, hold up, slow that roll, because I know who I was. Now, it was already written in the book. He had already put your name in the Lamb's book. My, my name was written in the Lamb's book before the foundation of the earth was made. When he said, I was in him, in Christ, before the foundation of the earth, he already knew the call he had on my life. He already knew how he would use my life, and I still have yet to see the fullness and the manifestation in its entirety of what he has planned for me. But I tell you what, it did not stop me from being out there doing everything I thought I was grown enough to do before I transitioned to a place of really focusing on him and wanting to live my life according to his will and his plan for it. Same with you. Same with you. So if it's the same with you and it's the same with me, then think about that person that you are pointing a finger at, that you are talking about, that you are putting down, that you are defaming, that you may even be praying against, think about that. And then think about the repercussions of what it is that you're saying and you're doing. Because I know you're praying against your enemies. So if you're an enemy to someone that, that is to a someone else. God, hello? Amen. That's powerful. Hello? That's powerful, sir. That's powerful. That's powerful. That is so powerful. And let me say something to you. You can go to church seven days a week. You can speak in tongues. You can do your holy dance every Sunday. And if you're doing it right, then what my sister is talking about will hit home with you. You can say it's all well with my soul. But if you can Mm -hmm. kind of think of a little bit, and it doesn't necessarily have to mean being that other woman or being that uh, adulterous woman. It can be a promiscuous woman. It can be an alcoholic. It can be a drug addict. It can be whatever it is, whoever you are. Just search your heart, not pointing a finger. Mm-hmm. Don't beat yourself mm-hmm. up like I used to. There you go. You know what you do, Father? Just like we do anything else, I need you to forgive me. I need you to come into mm-hmm. my heart, and I want to make yes. you Jesus, my Lord. See, I say that almost every day, y'all, because it's every day that I have to be checked about myself. And it just takes Thank a little you, bit of time Lord. to take some inventory. Because if can't nobody pray for you better than you can pray for yourself. Because mm-hmm. one thing about it is, we, it's time out that we keep saying that we're Christians. See, we're not talking to people that are still in the world. You want to do what you want to do. This, may not, this show is not for you. But this is for children. As we love Christ and we love God and we say it out of our mouths and we wear big Jesus pins and big crosses and cross earrings, <laughs> cross hair pins, Cross belt, you got it on your car. You know what I'm saying? Look, I, I remember one time having Jesus on my license plate, and a, and a Hispanic thought it was Jesus, and they kept honking at me. I was like, mm. hey, I thought everybody was honking for Jesus, and they was honking for Jesus. That was a joke. Mm. I so missed DL, <laughs> okay? Because I am not <laughs> that funny at all. But I will mm. say this, and like you said again, sis. It's just about taking some inventory. Don't be hard on yourself Mm -hmm. because there's Mm -hmm. stuff about Mm -hmm. us every day that we need God to check us with. But I will say this. Let's just get it right. Yeah. Let's get it right. Yeah. Just, just, let's just get better. You know what I heard? Uh I heard T.D. Jake say something in a message, and he said this. Your best honor to God, your best giving him of anything is making a change and doing it right you're Amen. not going to do everything right at one time. You're not going to snap your fingers and go, okay, I'm saved. I ain't going to do that. But you can still bust hell wide open. I had a man tell me that. Mm. You can lead all the souls you can to Christ. And did you know you can still die and go to hell? I said, excuse hey. me. This is a man on the streets when I first came to Atlanta. I said, what do you mean? He said, you can, say, you can lead all the souls to Jesus and you can still die and go to hell. You do not want to be that one. 
You do not want to be the one to lead souls to Christ and die and go to hell. I don't. So who wants to? You want to go too. You want to, you're not going to want to be told, get thee, from, get thee away from me. I don't even know you. Hmm. I don't want to be hmm. told that. I couldn't even stand being rejected from my mother, so you know I can't take it being rejected from God. Amen. Mm-hmm. You know, we have shows like this, and like, like Tanya said, it's so that you can take inventory. It is not to condemn you. It is not for you to beat yourself up and, oh, my God, I'm such a wicked, wicked wretch undone and yada, yada, yada. It is to take inventory and to get it right. To get it right, because like she just said, we have to take inventory daily, every single day. You know, you're riding down the street with a what would Jesus do, and as soon as somebody cuts you off, you don't cuss them out. Well, that's not what Jesus would do, okay? That's not what he would do. So we need to get it right and try to do what Jesus would do. He is our example of what is pleasing before our Father how to live a life that's pleasing before him. That's our example. And that's ultimately what we want to do. You know, like Tam was just saying, don't save the world and you yourself be a castaway. You don't want that. You don't want that. You also don't want to get into a situation where, you know, the devil tries you and you call out the name of Jesus and, you know, the devil look at you, well, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? Because you have no power. Why do you have no power? You have no power because you have not allowed the power of the Holy Spirit that lives with, that, that is trying to tabernacle within, that is trying to be a part of your life. Um, to have free reign to correct you, to steer you on the right path. That's part of our other problem with this integrity thing. We allow our pride to cut off our blessings. We allow our pride to say, I got this, I can do this. It's all about me, 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 me. And the spirit of the living God is saying, no, 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 no. That's how you got it all wrong, and that's how you are messing up big time. If you will allow me, see, the spirit of God is a gentleman, And so he's not going to force his way on you. But if you will allow him to come in to tabernacle for you to be the temple of the Holy Ghost, for you to be that one where God resides and allow the Holy Spirit to lead, guide, and direct you along the predestined path that God has set for you. I hear people say all the time, well, if if God has already predestined my destiny, then why, you know, I don't really have free will. I don't have choice. I I just, you know, I'm going to just do it, whatever. And it's like, that's not true. See, he gave you a choice and he gave you free will so that you do have that choice. And he also created a path. He said his his word would be the lamp unto your pathway, to your feet, to guide you. The word is his spirit. That spirit, we've got a written word, which is the B-I-B-L-E, the Bible. That's our written word. But if you read what is written, you'll hear what is spoken. So the Holy Spirit comes along beside you and within you to guide you along the path that God has set for you. Now, you absolutely have the freedom of choice to veer off that path and not walk according to what God has called you to, not walk according to the blessings that he has put out there for you, not walk according to his will for your life. Yes, you do have the choice to not do that. But why? I mean, seriously, why? Okay, when that that he has predetermined for you, the good path that he would desire you to take, the good choices, the, the, the right way to do things, will lead you to a life of abundance, abundance of his presence, abundance of his love, abundance of his mercy, abundance of his grace, and then some prosperity in the natural thrown in there as well, okay? Why wouldn't you want that? Why would you be so thick-headed that, oh, no, I'd rather do it my way and go this way rather than to have the spirit of the living God lead God and direct me and Teach me the way of integrity. Teach me the way to be a righteous judge, not an ill, an unrighteous judge. Remember the woman with the issue with her son? And, and the word of God talked about an unrighteous judge who made a righteous decision because she wearied him. 
But it said clearly he was an unrighteous judge. See, we, we have unrighteous judgments within us. We are really we, we are prone to make decisions on our own that do not align themselves with God's will for our lives. We definitely, that is there. It is within each and every one of us, which is why we have to fight so hard on a daily day-to-day basis to yield ourselves and submit ourselves to the will and the way of God. So that means that we will no longer walk with backbiting and finger-pointing and um, unrighteous judgment and as Tanya's saying, calling it discernment when it's just our flesh, you know, all of these different aspects of how we live our day-to-day life. If we're going to live a life pleasing before God, then we're going to see our brothers and our sisters through the eyes of God, the same way God sees us and loves us in spite of our shortcomings, loves us in spite of our faults, then that is how we are going to treat our brothers and sisters. So instead of putting our foot on their neck when they're already down, we give them a hand and lift them up. We have to, we have to shift our heartstrings and our mindset when it comes to those that are around us. Let us stop pointing the finger, judging, backbiting, just being two-faced. It says, you know, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. I tell people all the time on my job, I understand. People, I, they laugh, but it's real, real. I know that 90% of the people out on the floor don't like me because I'm a very straightforward, stern type person. I, I treat you with dignity and respect, but I'm not going to play games with you. And if you're doing something that you know is wrong, okay, I'm going to tell you. Say that. And like I said, I'm not trying to tear anybody down, but if I don't correct it, then you will never get it straight. If I don't tell you you're making a mistake, then how do you know to do it right? So I understand that. Anytime you're in a position of leadership, you're going to have naysayers. You're going to have those that are are just jealous of the position. You're going to have those that who does she think she is or who does he think he is when he tells me what is right. You're going to have that. But then when they're in your face, it's always, oh, you're so wonderful, and it's this, that, and the other. And people have said it, say, you just don't know. When you walk away, I said, oh, yes, I know. I don't even have to hear it. I already know. But it does not bother me. And they look at me. I said, you got to understand, see, I work here just like you work here. So I have things that I am accountable for. I have a boss that I have to answer to. And I have a position that I have to take authority over. So the same way I have to do that on my job, I have to recognize in life itself, I have a boss I have to answer to. His name is God, okay, Yahweh, Jehovah, okay, El Shaddai, Adonai. Whoever you're talking to at this given time, you know, my Lord God Almighty, I still have to answer to him. He is my father. He is my God. He is my keeper. He is my protector. He is my all and my all. So I have to be conscious of, okay, what is pleasing in his sight? What, what am I supposed to do today? Okay, I have an, a, play, a position of authority because he has put me in a leadership capacity as in the fivefold um, ministry as a teacher. So in that, if, if he's given me the trust to put me in a place of leadership, I have to make sure that I don't abuse that place of leadership. I have to make sure that I am being an example before others just as he was an example for me when he walked the earth. Am I Jesus? I I am not Jesus, but I have his spirit residing in me to lead God and direct me so that I can still do the things that he did. I still have the capacity to operate in the power that he operated in because his spirit lives within me. But if I'm walking around and I'm judgmental and I'm hard-headed and I'm going to do it my way and not allow his spirit to lead and guide and direct me, then I'm going to get it all messed up and I'm going to get it all wrong. 
So I have to be mindful of that on a day-to-day basis. Now, you keep in mind that God is not a respecter of persons. So the same way I have to be mindful of it, the same way Tanya has to be mindful of it, the same way we have to respect the place of authority that God has given us on our job, we have to respect the places of authority that he has given us in this earth realm. He's called us to be his ambassadors. We are his representatives. How are we representing him? How are we representing him? When all is said and done, what is the truth about how you're living your life and how you're treating others? Are you truly a person with a servant's heart? Because remember what Christ said when he was here, until you can serve each other, you can't lead each other, basically. You know, when he got on his hands and feet or on on the floor and washed the feet of his disciples, until you can be a servant to each other, you cannot be in a place of authority. You cannot. So never get yourself so caught up that you think more highly of yourself than you ought to, that you think that you have the right to talk down to or about someone else because you feel superior to them. No such thing. No such thing. Not in the eyes of God. He is not a respecter of persons. And again, just like he had to love you through your mess and is still yet loving you through your mess, if we really want to be honest about it, likewise is he doing that for your brother and sister. So therefore, humble yourself before the hand of God so that he doesn't have to humble you himself. And think twice before you put your mouth on his children. Because, again, you never know who that might be. I used to say this, and I still say this, actually, um, that, and and it's kind of funny to give this correlation with what we're talking about, but to me it it, it just makes sense. I, I grew up in Las Vegas, and I grew up in Las Vegas in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, okay, during an era where outright everybody knew that the mafia ruled Las Vegas. Everybody knew it was a mob town, that the mob, the, um, uh, the mob actually owned all the hotels, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it was a very safe place to live back then. It was a much safer place to live back then than it is to right now. Seriously, crime now is on the rampage. It wasn't like that back then. There wasn't drugs all on the street. It was safe. We only locked our our door at night when we went to sleep. You know, we had block parties. There were no um, drive-bys and all of that madness. It was great. It was fun. One of the reasons why it was so safe is nobody bothered anybody because you never knew who was connected to who. This is the point I'm trying to make. Because you never know, it could be some dishwasher in a, a, um, a casino or one of the restaurants in a casino that you decide you want to do harm to or you want to pick on. But that dishwasher has a friendship with one of the mob bosses, and because you want to pick on that dishwasher, that mob boss is going to make sure that you don't pick on anybody else. Think about it, Okay. I liken that to today in the body of Christ. Again, you don't know who's connected to God. I would advise you strongly, don't pick on nobody, nobody. I don't care how they're living their lives. I don't care what state they're in right now. Honey, don't pick on anybody because that very person that you're picking on may be one of God's favorite children because he does have his favorites. I'm one. (laughs) I'm teasing. He is no respecter of persons. But the bottom line is that person may be a child of God and you will incur his wrath for judging and picking on his child. So, you know, you got to be very, very careful and mindful of all that you do walking in this lifetime. Amen. So, Tanya, we're coming to the end of the show, so I want you to give your closing remarks, please. Be careful and mindful of all that you do walking in this lifetime. Amen. 
I just want to say that everything, just listen to everything that we said, everything that we put ourselves out there to say to you today. We're not asking you to be some holy thou perfect person. We're struggling too, but we're striving. And it's like the two, the, 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 the bridesmaids with the oil in their lamps. They were all waiting for Jesus to come. Everybody was waiting. But some fell asleep and didn't feel like he was coming. So they burned out. They ran out of oil. While the other one stayed up and made sure that they were prepared. No man mm. knoweth not the minute, nor the hour, nor the day that when Jesus is going to come. Yes, he's coming. Mm. But he's coming for his people right now. We don't even know when he's coming for us. So be ye ever so ready. And lift your eyes up to God and do the best that you can just to spiritual perfection. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys. Amen, amen. Well said, well said. Love you, my sister. You guys have a blessed, blessed week in the Lord, and we will be back with you on next Sunday, Lord willing. God bless. Let's keep it real.